Hey, everybody, stay tuned for a new episode of Half Hour Wasted. But first, we have some exciting news coming at you from the HHWLOD universe. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Johnny. Hey, thanks for that, Brad. Hello, HHWLOD fans. This is Johnny M. of the Legion of Dudes. I have with me Mr. Ken Morgan. Say hello, Ken. Hello, Ken. And we are here tonight to quickly describe uh, some new events that are going on in the HHWLOD family. Uh, and I'm going to first turn it over to Ken, who is much better at explaining things on the tech side. Basically, if you've been to HHWLOD.com over the last several months, pretty much since we started the, the website, you may have seen uh, things called audio blogs, these website-only contents we've done. I think we started with the uh, Battlestar Galactica finale, which we put up like right after, recorded right after the finale aired. We did follow-ups to Lost, Blackest Night, Captain America Reborn we're doing right now, etc. Um, and all this great extra content, we had a lot of fun recording it um, because we're passionate about it, but it's website-only. And we have developed so much of this, and we have so much more we want to do, we want to make it as easy as possible to get to you guys. So to that end, we've uh, created another feed, a second feed of shows called the Half Hour Wasted Legion of Dues Extended Edition. Think of, think of it as the bonus content on your DVD. This is just more Half Hour Wasted than Legion of Dues goodness. Um, it's on a separate feed um, available for you to, to subscribe to um, on iTunes, your favorite podcatcher. And uh, there's going to be some cool stuff on there. Yeah, it's basically... It's basically the timely stuff that we wanted to talk about, but we didn't have room or the you know, resources to get it on our regular shows. We, we often have these books planned out to talk about months in advance, and, and Half Hour Wasted records maybe two, three shows at a pop. So when a big issue comes out on a Wednesday or a big TV show comes out one night and we want to get it out there to you guys, you know, our thoughts on the issue or the show the next day, the only way to do it was to throw it on the website. Well, now with this second feed, you can get the timely stuff conveniently, like Ken said, to your podcatcher or your iPod or what have you. So the second part is that we need our listeners to help us out a little bit with the endeavor. If you can go to your iTunes and subscribe to the Half Hour Wasted Legion of Dudes Extended Edition and leave a comment, hopefully a positive one, that would help us out a lot because that gets us noticed by iTunes, maybe in a spotlight area or a new and notable category. And that's how we gain even more listeners to our growing family. And along with that timely stuff, like you know, reviewing Blackest Night number four when it comes out, the day after release or what have you. Um, or even our new feature called The Pull List, where, uh, well, last week it was John and I, but, you know, it might be some other dudes or half hour wasted guys talking about what came out this week and what we got is another feature we're introducing. But it might also be a bonus episode of Legion of Dudes. As John said, we have these episodes planned out. But, you know, maybe a couple of us want to do more with, you know, Fables. And we, but we don't want to maybe tie up the whole feed for weeks on end with Fables Volumes 1, 2, 3, etc. They may show up on Extended Edition. So that's, that's about it. We just wanted to give the heads up. Brad asked that we come on and explain ourselves a little bit. Uh, we thank Brad, Frank, and Bill once again for uh, putting up with us and our big ideas and big mouths and long email threads. And we think this will be good for everyone. You'll get some extra content. We'll hopefully gain some new listeners out of it, and everyone's happy. So that's about it. Thanks, guys, and see you real soon. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Frank, and thanks, Bill. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. Let's do this. Leroy Dragons! Episode 141. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. More fun than a pillow fight with Lisa Loeb. And now, here are your hosts, 
Brad, Frank, and Bill. Hey, save it for the show. Wait a minute, this hey. is the show. Oh, yeah. You can't pronounce anything normal, <laughs> can you? I'm, I've got a lot of British in me. It's very proper Queen's say English Lisa? around these parts. No, say Loeb. What, Loeb. Is, what is this right here? Hmm? What? What's this? This? No. Right here. What am I pulling my ear? Yeah, what's he pulling? Right above Loeb. the ear. Loeb. Yeah. Now say Lisa Loeb. Loeb. <laughs> no. Whip. <laughs> say it right. <laughs> Dude, I was up with my buddy uh, Mike, uh, uh, who was on episode sixty-three with us uh, many moons ago. I was with him, and we watched the uh, the Family Guy where Stewie kidnaps the Next Generation cast. Oh, is that oh, not yeah. just a genius Dear episode? Heaven. That's brilliant. <laughs> where he does that to uh, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> what? What? Where are you saying that? Whip. Wasn't that last season? I think so. Yeah, I think that's on. Season. I finally found season is, seven. Is that of, the one of the the they get uh, uh, new uh, new Brian? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's not new Brian. That's okay, not new those Brian. are the other. I, I can't watched. remember what the A because the Stewie's the B story. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what the A story is. But season, oh my! Finally God. found season seven of Family Guy on major sale. Mm-hmm. Got it for less than twenty bucks. No way! So, yeah, I just started watching. God, it. I remember. I think I remember watching that. You know when it aired, but man, we. We were we were into it Saturday night. Maybe we had a beer too. But um, dear heavens, I laughed. I laughed and I laughed and I laughed, and, and the, the that's Mc- why we had to run out the back door of the apartment when the cops showed up. The McDonald's scene is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're ordering. Yeah. Well, what's what's We've so got great? A big order. Just hang on. <laughs> what's so great is they they make things so difficult. Uh, <laughs> you know, for uh, for poor Brian. Um, for Stewie. Stewie, yes, much like I do uh, for you guys, and it's my pleasure to uh, serve. Ask if they have capacity. a McDLT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they have the ingredients for it. It wouldn't be a problem putting one together. And then the ending where they, they go, have the "You BLT guys did like three years. <laughs> you guys have ruined Star Trek." <laughs> this is one of my favorite Stewie moments. You know, it's awfully dangerous for me to be walking around the mall at my height. I say, let me get on your back. Oh, for God's sake. Strong with the force, young Skywalker is. God, I don't believe this. That is why you fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. You know, Patrick Stewart passed away. Did you hear what Did you hear about what happened at his funeral? No. Um, um, oh, I'm sad already. Um, um, Kanye West jumped out and said Michael Jackson's was better. Oh, wow. I forgot th- I forgot Kanye West's name. I thought I you were just that. really trying to rethink that. No. I thought the uh, the angel on your right shoulder was telling the devil on your left shoulder to shut up. <laughs> Brad, that was my uh, Kanye West joke, by the way. We were talking about Kanye West jokes right before we started. Yo, that was a good joke, and I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had the best Kanye West joke of all time. Of all time. <laughs> I deleted all my Conway yes, West music. Hey. It's gone. But you know what? I was? Yeah. I was yelling. He likes Sorry. fish sticks in his mouth. I don't know what that means, but I, no? I literally... Nuked, you don't get that? I nuked all of my Kanye West music. You don't... This, that the fish sticks joke doesn't doesn't ring a bell? No. 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 There are people out there in podcast land that, uh, that get that, and hopefully they're laughing quietly to themselves. Or they're bothering uh, their, their cubicle area, and there's a lot of prairie dogging going on right now, which would be even funnier. <laughs> what would they be saying? What's, what's fish sticks? <laughs> I've never been as I, I, angry at a music-related person okay. as I am slash was at Kanye West. So did you I mean, feel bad for uh, little, little Miss oh, Taylor? Yeah, yeah I, I, she should have called him a name. Right. Well, yeah. She, she, well, you know yeah, what? She should have called him out. She she's really a, is a kid. I don't know. She's, she's seventeen, she's a, right? She's, she's a, a country. Well, she's a country artist, and, and those people are bred to have good manners, which hmm. is interesting, because but, those of us who aren't country music fans, uh, we have no such scruples. Well, I, 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 I believe Beyonce. I didn't see it, but mm-hmm. Beyonce called her up and said, "Like Beyonce, Beyonce." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> gave her a moment. She accepted an award and said, "I remember what it was like when I was seventeen, winning my first award." Oh. So I'd like to have Taylor yeah. come on up. What which a which was wonderful woman, class act. Yeah, but she was name dropping herself. <laughs> so how great is that? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I Frank Rincon. That's Frank. right. I remember when I was winning these things when I was seventeen. You know, I mean, You're it doesn't mean that much. a name dropper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's our sponsor, Brad? As always, we're sponsored by DCB Service. And there is much rejoicing. And, and yes. this episode is brought to you by 
Jordan from Jersey's weekly video comic reviews. They're free because no one in their right mind would pay for them. Just check wow. out Jordan's weekly video reviews at youtube.com. Jordan from Jersey. I think uh, we can relate to that. Now, now, why why is is and Jordan? Thank you very much. Why is Jordan? Uh, why is he a sponsor? I know mm-hmm. why. Why, Brad? Because he sent in a liner that we asked for. That's right, the Lisa Lowe. Okay, more more fun than a pillow fight with Lisa Lowe. Okay. We actually had to have a pillow fight to decide which of his three liners he sent in. That's true. He did have 17, now with 17% less arsenic. Frank wanted that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bill wanted the Lisa Loeb one, and I wanted the, um, I forget what the last one was. Uh, the Pleather of oh, Podcast. The pl- Pleather yes. Podcast. Oh, hey, don't so, blow that one. So we had, yeah, I know. So <laughs> we, had, we actually episode. had to Sorry, have dude. A, Oh, man. I know. I actually, can delete that. Yeah. I can delete that. I'll edit okay. that. When when uh, when when I wanted seventeen percent less arsenic, but when Bill said that he was going with Lisa Loeb, I immediately changed my vote because I didn't think any of you guys would go with that. Yeah, Lisa that was Loeb. the best. I one. was all for Lisa Loeb. Jordan Gilbert, thank you very much. Check him out at youtube.com. Jordan from Jersey. That's and we'll even put that in our show notes. How's that? That's a pretty fine reward for yeah. a job well done there. <laughs> thank you, Jordan. Okay, guys. So, what are we going to talk? We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, check one two check <laughs> check 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 one two buckle my shoe so, three four shut the door check check. Is this working? Get a little closer to the uh, the Sorry. mic there, me wad. I'm just <laughs> sound a little just, hollow. I was just making sure it worked. So, um, check in the mic check check in the mic check. Sorry. Brad, I think later on you're going to give us uh, you you got some news for us, right? Yeah, I promised um, a Brad's less than half price book. Mm-hmm. Sale uh, uh, update and final tally, and we'll we'll have okay. that. I'll call Ashley and get her on the phone, and okay. we'll, we'll have that at the end of the show. So, did you make enough money to get back on the wagon? Well, let's we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait until the end of the show and find out. I'm not going to spoil it now. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, the last episode of King of the Hill played about two weeks ago. I think. Oh, yeah, man. series finale. Did you watch it? And uh, yeah, I did. And that's mm-hmm. a show that that I've. It's it's always had a special place in my heart. It's a very sweet show. It's a very kind show. It's, I absolutely loved the first three seasons of that know, show. I've I've been watching it off and on. I can't say that I'm a regular viewer, but when it would come on syndication, I always watched that it. That boy ain't right. That's kind of like uh, My Name is Earl. I, I watched, like you guys, I watched the, the first few seasons of it and really enjoyed it. And it's not that I don't like it. I just... Haven't watched it. It's just not on your radar. Yeah. Well, I did want to. I did want to talk about the ending because I thought it was just perfect ending. Yeah, I'd like to know because I don't have any idea what it is. It was uh, basically basically Bobby. Okay. uh, And and his dad. The episode. You know what has been the struggle for this whole series? It's Bobby and Mm -hmm. his dad just don't jive. They're always on different pages. (laughs) Okay. That boy. (laughs) What? Well, they find something really to bond over. Really. Um, They go out for steak. Bobby is. They. Bobby gets a steak and he calls the waiter and tells him what's wrong with it. And, you know, of course, Hank's mortified. Well, some guy listening off to the side says, um, hey, I belong to the meat, like some type of meat club (laughs) where they judge. It's competitive meat judging. Nice. And Bobby has a great eye. So he he asked Bobby to come. They go to a meat judging contest. Bobby does great. Uh, Him and Hank bond over it. The end of the show is them grilling steaks together. They have a son well, grill right. and a father grill, and they grill at steaks. <laughs> and that isn't the, isn't that just the perfect ending to that show? That's nice. It sounds like uh, Mike Judge thought that thought that he through. did. He did. And we also find out that Boomhauer is mm-hmm. a Texas Ranger. That's, that's what position does seen. he play? <laughs> but it was just, it's a very sweet show. No drops. It, it's a sweet no show. Clip. I'm glad it existed. Thirteen years. Yeah, it was a great thirteen I'm trying to years. Pull up a, trying to pull up a clip. So, how many episodes? Maybe who knows? I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. That's one of my favorite <laughs> Hank Hills. <laughs> Maybe who knows? I don't. Maybe who knows? I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. I'm gonna save that. Now, uh, what what's kind of interesting is that Mike Judge has another series coming out on ABC called The Good Family. Okay. Much like The Hills, it's about a family who's just yes. you know they're a little quirky but but you know they they they're very well they're very close green. together yeah but they're very green and they're very liberal okay and you know what it's the same joke in reverse now is that show coming out i mean because they've already run like 
I've at least seen, one episode. Paying they? attention all day tires me out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's been at least six to eight episodes out, and I've seen them all. And, okay, and it's good, but it's the same. It's it's just it's King of the Hill, but with with you know a liberal family. Because you know King, King King of the Hill was kind of a conservative family, and you know they heck yes, you know, and and um, you know their hearts in the right place and stuff. And sometimes they do things that get a little out of But my, one of my favorite ones, and it was from one of those first three seasons, is when Hank catches Bobby smoking, Uh-oh. and so. Uh, he makes him smoke a whole pack, and then as a result, you know Hank and his wife used to, Hank and Peg, yeah. Hank's wife, Hank and Peggy used to smoke, <laughs> and so now they kind of get back on it now because oh no, there's a cool shot where uh, Hank, I forget who it starts with and who it ends on, but it's one of the two. Like say it starts with Bobby, he sneaks out his window on the side of the house, and he lights up a <laughs> cigarette and he starts smoking it. The camera pulls away and up. And it trucks up okay. over the roof of the house and pans over to the other side of the house, and there's Hank outside his window smoking. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, there's, and in that same episode, Brad, at some point they're all in the house just smoking in front of each other. They just don't care. And, and uh, Bobby has a cigarette hanging out the corner of his mouth and yeah. he's talking to his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just wow. hanging there. And Luann locks the three of them in a room That's without what, yeah. the cigarettes. Uh-huh. And then. She like shoves some nicotine patches under the door, or whatever. Oh, no. And Bobby is uh Bobby's in there, uh, and he he grabs one of them. He starts eating it like, arr, arr. <laughs> and they, he's like, "No, son, you don't eat it. You put it on your neck." And then he puts it on. He's like, "Dad, this ain't working." It's just just funny. Kills me. Uh, I think it had a good run. You know, I I can't say I'm gonna miss it, but uh, I always enjoyed it when it was on. It, it was it was just if it was on, I watched it great. Yeah. You know, I liked it a whole lot. It was kind of like uh, Futurama for me. Mm-hmm. Never went, never bent over backwards to see it, but anytime I did see it, uh, I gave it a little golf clap at the end. I teared up a little. Hey, did yeah. you hear that um, the Bruce Tim universe is coming out with a uh, with a DC Crisis movie? Yes, this sounds pretty good. Say what? Yeah, an original story from award winning animation comic writer Dwayne McDuffie. Wow. Rooted in DC Comics' popular canon of crisis stories, Bruce Tim, executive producer, and so on. Uh, here we go. That's interesting. I don't understand. <laughs> in Justice League, Crisis of Two Earths, a good Lex Luthor arrives from an alternate universe to recruit the Justice League to help save his Earth from the crime syndicate, a gang oh. of villainous characters with virtually identical superpowers to that of the Justice League. So it's kind of a... I have um, always dug the crime syndicate. So and, and, and they uh, even had to run um uh what issues one oh seven one eleven something like Alvin. that nice um from the uh the JLA Alvin. run that, that ran in Infinite Crisis cool so I, they they've had run ins with them just in the last two or three years mm-hmm. um yeah they've uh, they they referenced um uh the uh, crime syndicate pretty much pretty much the whole thing uh, on uh, uh, Batman uh, Brave and the Bold too. Batman uh, oh, okay. went to uh, Parallel Earth and uh, ran to Owlman, who used a spatial disorganizer or something <laughs> like that to uh, slip back to our Earth. And so uh, Batman, um, being Batman. a good guy, Batman. Um, <laughs> 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 if you couldn't hear that, Sage in the other room just yelled out, <laughs> Batman! <laughs> it doesn't take much. What's that? We... We, we. <laughs> I hope that picked up. Uh, Sage ate a lot of sugar. Yeah. Uh, right yeah. after dinner, we Brad the, brought cupcakes. He had the and, cupcake of avarice yeah. all over his face. <laughs> he ate an orange cupcake. I tried to tweet the photo, but it didn't mm-hmm. work. Maybe it will have worked oh, by the dear. time I get this episode up. I do. You know, it was a good I, selection of cupcakes, though, because you had uh, you had Will. You had fear, you rage. had avarice, uh, and you, you had, had rage, <laughs> you had poop, you had, yeah, whatever poop. poop was, chocolate. This is old food. Um, the only ones we were missing were uh, hope and uh, compassion. Compassion. Yeah. Maybe next time. Maybe they'll and make death. them. There right. was no death cakes. Yeah, that's actually good. Yeah, that was that's really good. good. Like you get those in New Orleans, don't you? Um, I do have other news if you guys want to hear it. Um, yeah. There, hey, uh, uh, just real quick, since like we kill time professionally uh-huh. here, uh, right? Uh, um, Dwayne McDuffie uh, 
I have heard that he is uh, kind of being told that you're not going to be writing the Justice League anymore. JLA. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Right. Um, Hasn't that already happened? It probably has. I don't know. Um, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I don't. I think he wrote the last Justice League of America issue that came out. But, of course, James Robinson, um, his oh, Justice that... League Cry for Justice is going to kind of dovetail back into right, the JLA, right. and Robinson's yeah. going to take over at that point. I was thinking that they had stopped yeah. the one and started the James Robinson. And, of course, the, the JSA has, uh, has just uh, put out their, what, second issue with, uh, with the new artistic uh, Bill Willingham. And yeah, um, so. who's the gentleman who does the art? Uh, Mar- Jesus Marino, something like that. I'm doing that off the top of my I head. I remember. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, uh, pretty good art, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just thought it was odd that uh, Dwayne McDuffie, um, and uh, McDuffie apparently, he took it like a, uh, he took it like a man. He, uh, <laughs> well, he basically, uh, a lot of people were trying, uh, were trying to cut him some slack, saying that, you know, with all the the nonsense, the storyline nonsense that was kind of imposed on him because of the you know the the forced uh, crossovers, you know, so he's doing that awful sightings issue, and you know he's uh, doing. How, a, how far back are we talking about? I mean, are we talking? Is this before? Is this during Final Crisis? Um, uh, you, I'm sorry the uh, the crossover. Yeah, uh, the crossover was issue 21, and um, I think it came out right before Final Crisis kicked in. Yeah, I, I gave up on Justice League after about issue yeah. 12. Yeah, well, um, um, after uh, the Lightning Saga, um, they did something with the Injustice Gang or Injustice Squad, That's what whichever I gave it was, up on. and that was interesting. But that was kind of you now you know that wasn't a fresh, hot new idea like no. the first uh, twelve issues have been. Because the the Red Tornado thing, you and I have talked about this before. Uh, uh, Meltzer um, is a novel writer, not mm-hmm. a comic writer. And and while I think it was good, um, a lot of people I've talked to have said that they were you know kind of bored by it. I think you may fall into that camp. Yeah, it just it just wasn't engaging for yeah. a superhero. Yeah. You know, trying to. But you know, Meltzer also wrote. Uh, uh, didn't he do Identity Crisis? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Identity Crisis was great. It, it was just, I, I think it was just a topic. It, it was a neat idea to explore. Yes, uh, you know, an android trying to become human, but it just, it just kind of fell flat for me. You know, it reminded me a little bit of AI, the movie. You know, oh. and that movie Ugh. was kind of boring. <laughs> you know, what does it mean boring. to be movie human? Made, movie made me want to go hang myself. I'm yeah. glad I didn't, um, mm-hmm. or I wouldn't have kids right now. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think the uh, I'm trying to remember uh, was he still was he still writing um, um, when the Lightning Saga crossover stuff hit because I thought that was just Tom terrific. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he was writing the Lightning Saga stuff. Yeah, and that and that stuff was fun because it was a, it, it crossed over very well with JSA. Yeah, and of course I'm a uh, I'm a, a Legion apologist too. So you know, anytime um, you get to touch the uh, the Legion page, I'm pretty happy with uh, the state no unacceptable <laughs> oh no that guy and his 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 standards Noises. and practices and all that what are standards and practices <laughs> what are standards and practices <laughs> so yeah so anyway uh, um i just thought it was interesting uh, uh I think uh, McDuffie, uh, for the most part, will be missed. Um, frankly, I had a better time um, uh, watching his Justice League Unlimited episodes than I did uh, reading uh, the Justice League of America issues. But I'm enough of a JLA fan that I was uh, that I I wouldn't say fought through it because he did a better job than that. I but didn't, I didn't care for his issues. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I I didn't I didn't hate them. They were just they just kind of like so what you well, know. I read them as like that's good. It, it just seemed to me that there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff he was trying to squeeze in or was being told to squeeze in. I think that uh, had a lot to do with it. My my guess is that. Uh, um, the shadow cabinet stuff, uh, which I thought well, you guys probably have no idea what I'm talking about, no, but, but uh, they had a run in with the shadow cabinet, which was a, um, uh, a cabinet. So they were was really talking about the they were a super team. Uh, it's almost like the uh, the Charlton Watchmen kind of thing. There's a super team from another comic book company which got absorbed by DC. Again, this is off the top of my head, so sorry if I'm getting detailed. Can we to look it up? Shadow Cabinet? Uh, yes. Or is this the Milestone cabinet. stuff that yes. happened recently? Yeah, or, I think that's or, or exactly Icon, it. I mean? With Icon right. was their Superman. And, okay, and, that's uh, right, yeah. Yeah, they had um, – uh, it was really cool characters, but it was – 
not off-putting, but I had no idea who any of these characters were. I had never heard of any of them. And it was kind of being positioned uh, to the reader as, this is the battle you've been waiting for. And it was like, well, you know, I'm always interested to I'm sure there were some things, readers but, waiting for it. Yeah. Um, There's a few people that bought those milestone comics. Yes. And, of course, uh, um, uh, Dwayne McDuffie is in the same demographic as uh, Stan Leroy. So, uh, oh yeah. So he kind of uh, he kind of brought that uh, you know that very hip uh, vibe to it. The Shadow Cabinet is a team of fictional superheroes created by Milestone Comics and published by DC Comics. You guys are pretty good. They first appeared in Shadow Cabinet number zero, January of ninety four, and were created by Dwayne McDuffie. So this is something that he did back back in ninety four. So this was his. Okay. This was his little uh, team, so I guess he wanted to play in that sandbox. I didn't realize they had zero issues back then. Because didn't Zero Hour come out in, like, 96? Or was that 94? Well, I'm trying to... uh, I'm trying to remember if I ever saw Zero issue before Zero Hour ever happened. I I would like to think that that was... Because that was pretty unique. I wouldn't bet my next paycheck that, that, that it had never happened. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I almost want to say I don't ever remember seeing a zero issue before zero hour ever happened. Yeah, let well let's because uh, zero hour was that was the whole kitschy thing about it. Right. Um, you know, typically you start with issue one. I mean, I'd, I mean, it was a way to get around the issue one. It was just you know how can we beat issue one when you go issue zero? That's right. Well, and then, you know, other than the Zero Hour stuff, uh, wasn't when Meltzer restarted Justice League of America was the first time in the zero. the modern age, I guess, the last four years or five years or whatever, that they uh, have, in fact, unleashed us. And now, you know, dang near everything's got a Zero issue attached to it. Yeah. But I guess these days, the Zero issue is kind of more an introduction. And it's, it's you know, literally setting the stage. It's, um, you know... It's the exposition, well, the, um, if you will. I'm trying to remember if Robert Kirkman's Astounding Wolfman, the first issue was a, that they released was a free comic book day issue. Okay. And I was thinking that it was a zero issue, but now, now that I think about it, I think it wasn't. I think it was Well, they released a, uh, they released a uh, Blackest Night Zero, didn't they? Yeah, they and, for a uh, free comic book day. Yeah, they but, do but, but, but I mean, that's, that's post-zero hour. We're, we're, trying to, we're thinking pre-zero yes. hour. Well, they did a uh, zero... Uh, uh, DC Universe Zero, didn't they? Before Final Crisis, that was the horrible was because there was uh, no DC Universe number one. <laughs> there was never an official issue. Of well, that. the uh, DC Universe was the um, mm-hmm. was the predecessor that led us to Final Crisis. Yeah, but how many issues of DC Universe were there? Yeah, that, that well, then they came out with yeah. DC Universe Last Will and Testament. Oh, okay. Did anyone See, here read that? That oh, was oh my gosh, that was. Uh, uh, the only Final Crisis stuff I did not read was um, uh, was the, the last good Final Testament. Crisis stuff, right? Oh, right. Good point. I didn't read the uh, the last one Testament because I just it never occurred to me that I might enjoy that in any way. And well, I think you, I was right. You know what's funny? Yeah. Before you go on, I was listening to you know DC has their podcast. I was yes. listening to that. And they were really selling that issue, and it really did interest me. For those who don't know, it, it was a standalone mm-hmm. issue um, called Last Will and Testament. And yeah. it was like, what would these heroes do with their last nights on Earth? And it was uh, it, it had one story with Batman, Robin, uh, and Nightwing hanging out together. Okay. Superman hanging out with his dad. Okay. Um, and uh, the the main story was with Geoforce and um, who's who's the sword guy? Geo, he's the Titans' main uh, adversary. Oh yeah, you're Trigon? talking about uh, it again? Trigon? Slade. No. Slade. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Destro. Destro. That's well, it. Destro. Yes, his name is Slade Wilson though, and they they refer to him as Slade in the Great Teen Titans cartoon. Um. And and Which so you you a never kid friendly than you, Deathstroke. You never knew what the fin- what was the end of the world. They they just kind of this was the last night that these here. So it was yeah. kind of a what if story, but it it, it was terribly uninteresting. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't lead into you know it didn't directly lead into issue number five or anything like it that. It was just, like a wink 
that it did, but as far as I could tell, it didn't okay. lead to anything. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's a problem. Um, yeah, when you do tie-ins and stuff, you need to make sure they actually tie in. That's my advice, and you know, I don't know those those DC guys. I mean, the way they're fawning over that. I mean, what are they getting paid by Dan DiDio? All right. Speaking of DC, I just wanted to say I thought it was cool that in Blackest Night number three, we got uh, yes. some information as far as when in the timeline Flash Rebirth happens. Okay. You know, remember his? You haven't read it yet, have you? No. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, but well, I haven't I, read I, it. This I doesn't just, really terribly well, drag me. I just remembered that you go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Hit me. I'm going to read a, it anyway. He makes a comment. He, Barry's talking to Hal. Okay. And let me just see if I can find the page. Because we, you know, everybody was one. Well, Barry's what, back? That was, you know, DC Universe number zero, so whatever. Good point. Um, you know, there had been talk <laughs> about, you know, like, when when exactly does this take place? Uh, or Flash Rebirth take place in and around Blackest Night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a page right here. I'll let you see that page right there. Oh. It's just the two of them talking, you know? Okay, so, so I was looking at the uh, Legion of Three Worlds uh, uh, ad cover. on the yeah. opposite page. Um, he says, uh, I learned, this is Barry talking, but I learned the hard way after yes. everything the reverse Flash did when he brought me back, I need to slow down for myself, my family and friends, Iris, Wally, and you. So that there tells me that actually the Flash rebirth story happens before Blackest Night ever does. But okay. it doesn't... But it doesn't, yeah. But it doesn't give anything away, too. Good, good. What uh, what's going on over there? We have an intruder, as usual. Say oh hi. man, hi, hi stage. I hadn't queued that up yet, but it's funny. Hi, funny. Hey, uh, now, now, Bill, I know you didn't see Blackest Night, so okay. I'll, I'll speak in generalities here. Intruder. But I have had like a week, you know, it's just my fault and, you know, that I haven't read it. But um, I didn't care for, I, 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 so far it's the weakest of the issues I've read because it was all wow. just exhibition. And that, that's not saying it's a bad issue at okay. all. It's just exposition. Exposition. How do you say yeah, it? Something like that? Exposition. You, you mean you didn't like the explanation of the indigo and all that stuff? Uh, I did. I you know what? That was cool. I think I kind of figured it out already. Yes. Even before they. Yeah. They showed it. I kind of knew what that was. Well, this uh, this may lead us other to other discussions uh, down the okay, road. But uh, here, I'm for me, this to I'm a huge Hold fan. That. I love the chalkboard issues. Just love them. Uh, I love I love exposition. I love stuff being laid out. Not that I have to get spoon fed everything, mm-hmm. but it's nice to get some answers occasionally. I liked I liked the Blackest Night Number Three. I thought it was good. Fantastic. Well, now, I hope com- I like it to too. the other issues. Um, yeah, I, I liked it just as much as the others. Yeah. I've enjoyed all of them. I, I th- I'd say number two's been my favorite because we got to see Aquaman come yeah. back and be. I think two was my favorite too. I think it's. Been really, I would say two one three is, yeah. is the way I'd like them. I think it's been really interesting so far. The the Blackest Night, while um, Jeff Johns and Ivan Rice, man, that's a pretty good combo. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's right up there with uh, like Johnson Man Skyver or something. But um, uh, to this point. It's been kind of an intellectual exercise. It hasn't really scared me or thrilled me or worried me or kept me up at night or, you know. Um, I, I've gotten to the point where I can actually, um, wow. Thunder. The, thunder. The angels are bowling. Okay. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, Blackest Night was the greatest uh, issue ever. <laughs> Jeff Johns is listening. <laughs> I didn't know Jeff Johns had that kind of power. He is a powerful man. He is, man. Um, but yeah, I just I've been interested that uh, you know because Flash Rebirth um, is kind of almost doing the same thing. Um, oh, Tony, you still have a job. Where it's it's a lot of storyline. Um, Are you gonna keep that going? You're gonna, you're I mean, there's a lot going button. on. Oh, do I have to hit this? You I have, have to, to press the stop yes. button. Yes, push the stop. This button. is a good time. Okay. Yes, now. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, usually, it's funny if that joke goes on for about another ninety <laughs> seconds oh, or so. He's but, break. Oh, 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 jeez! Oh, solid red we've light. Got, we've got Sage. Let go, buddy. Let go. There you go. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. He's Sage. No, Sage. Sage, hurt me down. Sage, that's my toy. Don't make my toy. Make us stop this. It's not a toy. That's my point. Thank you. That's my point. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. It's 
Say something, Sage. You wanted you wanted your moment. Say it. Zoom. Yeah, zoom. That's right, dude. Okay. Well, oh, oh, geez. Here, let me hold that. This no, this is, is this fun. Is kind of getting messy here. This is fun. Yeah, he's a he's a good kid. He's a, it's it's under. My right sock now. is gone. No, it's it's right. It's or is right it my there. groin? Okay. Now it's it was uh, closer to Sage's, frankly. So um, good times there. You know, you know, Sage always wants to sell my lap. Well, you know, there you know, you're, there's my little man. There's my little <laughs> man right there. there you is. are Uncle Frank. Dude, yeah, he's uh, he's getting to the point. This is the time of the evening where um, he's not really ragged out, but uh, he's, he's starting to get a little bit woo mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the eyes get a little wide. And uh, I think he's fighting sleep at this mm-hmm. point because that's what he does. He's climbing down now. Yep. There he goes, climbing down. I mean, he is uh, made of snips and snails puppy dog tails, so... Which yeah. we saw the perfect boy girl comparison earlier today. I don't think Brad was there, but we were. We told you about it, Brad. We were. Bill and I were out front. You were setting this up, and Zoe is jumping on a little swing that Bill has in his front yard, and she's oh, yes. swinging back and forth, and she's going, "Daddy, push me, push me!" And she's just swinging back and forth, and just having. To, Sage, on the other hand, picks up a stick, a stick that's about two t- twice as tall as he is, yeah. and starts to lift it over his head and starts going, and then tries to poke me with it. <laughs> but it's so unwieldy that he can't, he can't quite he aim is it a man. at me. I wonder if people can hear this. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear it. That's impressive. I wonder what... Uh, What's that in response to, I wonder? That was rain, by the way. What did we do? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what, you it's, been raining an awful God? Lot. it's been raining, raining an awful lot here. In the well, much Dallas the way that I know illnesses Metroplex. are caused by gnomes in your stomach. Yes. Um, we all know I, I that. Wonder That's what not kind news. Of, uh, what, what kind of uh, uh, bad magic has been cast to uh, cause the Oh, uh, I the, forgot. The, the angels the were having a, screen, a screening of the, season, of the series finale of M.A.S.H., Oh, oh wow! So that, those are tears from heaven. Though. Yeah, Is that it? could that should the last episode of that. Man, I tell you what, uh, you know, I know like uh, Europe gonna get stuff a couple years behind us, but uh, see, you think heaven is just now getting the last season? It's, of not, it's not a priority for them. TV. You know, I, I, well, they got plenty of time. You know, it's not I, like they have to be in a hurry. I love that last issue of. Uh, episode of Mash, but if I never see another issue of Mash, Mash in my life, mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, because it's been on the air for so long. I, I remember there was a network here that said, "Now every day at six thirty, you can catch Mash wow. only here on Channel Fifty Two. How can that be a selling point? <laughs> Who has not seen yeah. every issue, every episode of Mash at least ten times? I've got a, uh, I've got a friend of mine, uh, Bill, who uh, man, that Mash is a stop down for him. My uncle, and I'm fine with that. But. Loved. Mash so much that at his wedding he had um, like when people are mm-hmm. walking in the, the organist pianist pianist is playing uh-huh. you know calm music to you know, people walking on. Did he have a VC shooting at him? No, but he had uh, the pianist uh, play uh, "Suicide Is Painless." Oh man, which is the theme song? Yeah, to Mash. yeah. It played as people were walking in to sit down. I could have been cooler is if he'd. Uh if he'd soaked the floor and thrown a bunch of rice out there and made uh, people crawl through it um, to get to their what? seats. What? <laughs> you know, like a rice paddy. You know, oh, God. Church a couple inches underwater. Oh, no. Somebody's going to get an email. Bill at half it's, hour wasted. It's a Viet Cong joke. If I can't get away with that. Actually, Korean War, my friend. Is there anything else you had on your list? Action. It was Korean War. It wasn't. It oh, wasn't. well, yeah. MASH was the Korean War, I guess. I mean, uh, if you yeah. Get technical about it. Um, I lost a link, but I can tell you right off the bat. Um, you lost a leg? I lost a leg and a link. Oh. A tiger bit it off. Um, <laughs> a tiger in <laughs> Africa? <laughs> tiger man coffee, good to drink. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys about the three-sided. Oh, yeah. Okay. First, let me finish this before we started recording. Okay. I'll, I'll get to that, but let me let me say this. So, um, news or not news, they asked if they're... Uh, um, DC announced that they will not be making any Superman movies soon, just because there's just there's not enough. Oh interest yeah, we're talking about live action. Yeah, live action. Huh. Thank you, Brian Singer, for killing the uh, well, franchise. Well, no, I don't think he did because basically mm-hmm. more litigation. Did you has not come see up between that movie? The Seagull, uh, 
the Siegel, uh, the Siegel family, Siegel and Schuster. Yeah, see, the Siegel family okay. are still are still debating over it. Huh. Um, it was not a good movie. It was not a bad movie. I don't think it hurt the it franchise. Went, okay, but it definitely didn't. You know, it. No, I'm it sorry. Made, it made a lot of money. I mean, isn't we're that talking all about we're talking about Superman Returns, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, just checking. I mean, it made it made a lot of money. It, it, it's mm-hmm. a commercial success, so that that's not the issue. It's I just thought it was just kind of. There. Well, I got the impression that it was a. Uh, I mean, it, it may have been a. It may have been a commercial profit-making engine, right? But I don't think it was considered a success by pretty much anybody involved with it. I mean, it uh, maybe the worldwide grosses. Uh, if helped the point out or of making that movie was to make a mediocre, yeah, Superman, creepy stalker hero yes. movie, then it was a raging mm-hmm. success. Well, and I thought it was very. I mean, boy, we want to talk about uh, being a little late to the party, but. Uh, just the very idea that they introduced something that has never even been hinted at in the 80 years. You're talking about the sun. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this just, you know, um, excuse how far me, out of left Cellophane field. S, um, the Hypnotic Kiss. The movies have added a lot of things that is okay. not Superman canon. The se- mm. Remember the remember the 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 S the the cellophane S from Superman two when he uh, okay. on Grog he he pulls a cellophane S off his chest and throws it towards Grog Grog Gog, oh. whatever his name is Zod 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 yeah that's who you should kneel before by the way <laughs> I'll stand by my statement I made uh, about Superman Zod yeah, in two thousand eight on, no, on another um, podcast there has I'm, I have yet to see a good Superman movie. Yeah, I, th- I mean, Superman 2 came pretty close. It, that's uh, about the closest. And uh, have you guys uh, seen the Richard Donner version? No. Okay. It does change up a lot of things. The only thing that makes me crazy, and it's just so weird because, you know, Richard Donner, he I don't know if this is groundbreaking, but it was the first I'd ever heard of this. Uh, um, Richard Donner shot the first movie. He shot um, a lot, most of the second movie, while he was shooting the first. So... Donner was literally shooting the first two movies back to back, but you know Richard Donner he got into a tiff with the you know the who was it the Kazans or something I'm trying to remember uh, what producers he got crossways story. with, but he was told to leave and then uh, they brought in the guy who uh, messed up Superman three, uh, gosh what was his name the director uh, to finish uh, Superman two, and um, uh, he was uh, according to you know. He was considered kind of a studio lapdog. Um, oh, yeah. And I apologize uh, that I've forgotten your name and am uh, referring to you as a lapdog. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, the, the ending that Richard Donner put back on to Superman 2 um, was uh, extremely reminiscent of the ending to Superman, the motion picture. Yeah. And I thought that was very odd because I can't help but think you know to myself the first time i watched it and uh well right now did he really intend to end the first two movies in the exact same way no. I, I just that's just I, I you know and they you know looked at the extras and and richard donner talks about going back into the editing room you know finally getting the time and there's one part in uh, uh the richard donner uh, director's cut of superman 2 that is pretty interesting uh, they add some, it's some good content, but uh, it's when uh, Lois and Clark are in the hotel room in Niagara. and um, Oh, the red glasses? Yes. The red frame glasses? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's this one where uh, uh, Lois figures out, you know, she, she busts him, you know, during that scene. You know, she tells him that she knows he's Clark, if I'm remembering this right. But yeah, during the scene, um, you know, he had never got a chance to go back and actually shoot the scene. He shot like a test version of the scene. And then he went back and shot some of the scene, I guess, with the with the uh, the black horn rim glasses that he's supposed to wear. But the the part of the scene that they have to add back in, he's got red horn rim glasses because that's what he was wearing during the test. And they just they you know I guess they decide not to CGA that out or anything, but they had to live with it. Yeah. And so yeah, um, there's there's camera cuts there. You know, cut to Lois, then back to him, and he's wearing the other color glasses, and it's it's kind of amusing. Well, it, so I I, I guess over. I could be mistaken, but I always thought that it was supposed to be a part one, part two, and part two was supposed to end with Superman turning the world around. That that it was really supposed to be. That would make a lot more sense. Yeah, but but it it just got 
like you said, it got cut because of studio reasons and, okay. and, and relationship reasons, and so. Because well, see, the original uh, ending of Superman two, I thought was uh, fairly satisfying, and it did not require a a rehash of the uh, the way they uh, fixed uh, things in the first movie, um, which again, um, you know, as a uh, what was I? I think I was ten when that movie came out. Maybe I was eleven. Um, but I'm sitting there in the movie theater. Uh, this is the first movie. Uh, watching Superman uh, fly around the world fast enough to spin the Earth backwards on its uh, axis, and I'm thinking, that's not going to reverse time for people and stuff. That's going to cause catastrophic. Uh, uh, yeah, care. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you just you just cause tsunamis of yeah. untold, uh, <laughs> yeah, untold power. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like, okay, you just killed 14 million people in New York City, uh, 8 million people in the Miami area, uh, you know, three people in South Carolina. Ooh. Oh, it does have, Superman does, while the movies may be, uh, eh, it does have a great theme. That's the only good thing, in my opinion, it's the only good thing about the Superman movies. No, wait, I want to tell you about the three-sided So you album. didn't like Superman 4, then? Oh my you know what? God. I, I take it back. I liked, I liked the part when he fought his bad self. That was in three. That was in three. I liked, and the, he did. He fought his bad self. I liked the part when he fought his bad self. <laughs> um, you know, other than that, Superman four. I I know you say that Batman and Robin is the worst movie ever made. You have got to see Superman four because there are leaps in logic in that movie that makes absolutely no sense. It's been a while since I've seen it. I but, actually have not seen the fourth one. Uh, there are there are people having conversations in space and we're humans. <laughs> <laughs> there, they, 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 they are people. No, <laughs> there, there are just you things they were just in that out movie. And out so their space. eyeballs weren't bulging out of their. S- Superman and and, and uh, Meryl Hemingway are out in space having a conversation. At, what at is some she? Point. Is she protected by a super aura or I something? I was going to use that same word, the super aura. Uh, so for some reason, Superman does not think in his head that mm-hmm. when he's oh, then they introduced the Solar Man character, right. which kind of comes out of absolutely nowhere. Um, yeah, after Superman has uh, destroyed all the nukes. Yeah, um, I'm, I need John Cryer, isn't it? Oh, um, Ducky. It is. Wow. It is. It is a complete. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's a beautiful disaster. It is so bad. It's good. Well, and and the way they, you know, the way Superman defeats him um, seems obvious in uh, hindsight. Is he? An, I don't remember. How does he defeat him? Wasn't it a spoiler alert? Doesn't he like cosmic? Uh, so oh, he does cause something. Yeah, yeah no, he pushes the moon he, he in front cuts, of the sun. Yeah, he cuts off. Uh, I thought he hit him with a super cuts, kiss. He cuts mm-hmm. off the nuclear man's, you know, sun supply. Yeah, and then he throws him in, yeah. in Three Mile Island reactor, and then that lights Man. up the city because he has so much energy built into it. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. It's horrible. Tell us okay. about the Monty Python. So before we started today, I, I asked the guys. No, can we take five? Have you guys no. ever heard of a three-sided album? Only today when you asked us that question. Hey, Genesis put out uh, Three Sides Live. This is a three-sided album. And I wonder if Steve Pi- even has heard about this. Hmm. Uh, it's called Mo- the Monty Python Matching Tie and Handkerchief Album. Now, okay. Now, that I've heard of. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm about to tell you how it works. It does come with a side A. Yes. With a side B. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And a side C. But... Side C and side B are on the same side. It's multi-tracked. So depending on where you put the needle in it, you will because you know how a LP works. It's a, yeah. it's just a big spiral. So if your stylus is on one part of that, it's going to stay in there. But there were two tracks next to each other. Really, so they started on, on opposite p- sides of the LP. Yeah, more than likely, yeah. and corkscrewed into each other. Right. Wow, that's pretty awesome. So, depending on where you put that needle, you would either hear side B or side C. Man, I don't have it now, but uh, uh, when I was a kid, now was my buddy Kenny, uh, who had a uh, copy of Matching Tie and Handkerchief, uh, which is a very amusing cover, by the way. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, <laughs> l- let me, let Does me it show you the, like the, the, uh, when you pull the insert out and see what the actual picture looks no, like? No, but it jacket. talks about it in here. <laughs> It's just kind uh, of gruesome and cute. Let clever. me see. Okay. So, uh, the full title of the album, Free Record Giveaway with the Monty Python Matchy Tie and Handkerchief, was the initial pressing. Oh, 
and the initial pressing were allegedly packaged with a real tie-in handkerchief to distribute to men's stores. Nice. Okay, completely da-da-da. It's also Later, Okay. The album's original LP edition um, is particularly notable that it is mastered with two parallel grooves on one side so that different material will be played depending on where the stylus was put down that on the record surface. Crazy. For this reason, it is sometimes referred to as a three-sided record. Now, did people know about this, or was this just a... Um, no, I think it was promoted as a three-sided album. Okay, because, I mean, how great... I could totally see Monty Python doing something like that, where they just put this album out, and you're going to sit there, and you're going to put that needle down, and you're going to listen to uh, Side B once, and you're going to go, that was pretty dang funny, and then, you know, a week later, you're going to listen to it again, you're going to put the needle down, and it's going to be completely different. Yeah. You're gonna, but it's the same record. Um, but how is this <laughs> happening in physics? And you know, they recently, Monty Python recently re-released, like, original recordings, like, remastered versions ah. of all their studio albums. Like, for instance, this matching tie and handkerchief it was re-released in 2007. It was remastered in 2007. Okay. It looks, it's got good stuff on it, like novel writing, the, uh, oh, Cheese yes. Emporium. Uh, the record, no, the record I'm going shop. To ask I have you one more that. time. Wasp Club and Tiger Talk. Ooh, Tiger Talk. I don't. Oh yeah, Wasp Tiger Talk. Doctor Quote. I haven't heard that one. Buying mm. a cat. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a cat? Buying a cat. <laughs> I don't see that. Just funny. <laughs> Buying a cat. I didn't. Uh, I had no idea that they had actually done that, though, on that one side. I had never heard of this. Uh, uh, some guy wow. at work mentioned it. I would today. love to see a track list of that. Uh, go to Wikipedia and just type in three-side album. You'll okay. Find it. It's right there. Wow. That's crazy, because um, we were there for all that stuff, man. Yeah. We, you know, contractual obligations. It's getting close to time when I need to call Ashley. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and do that. All right. We'll call her, and then we'll be right back. Okay, on the phone, the moment you guys have been waiting for, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. Ashley. Um, Ashley knows about the fundraiser. Thank you, Sean O, for that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I wanted Ashley on. Uh, the trip is, has been paid in full. Yes. Wow. Congrats. Yeah, Brad, way <laughs> to go. Um, I, I have a list of I have a list of names to read off. Let me read these, and then we'll get into some numbers, okay? Okay. Um, okay. And not in not in any particular order, uh, just names that I was able to write down. Okay, we got Lucas King, Adam Umack, John Marchiante, Jim Miller, Mark Algier. I'm not sure about that last name. Ken Morgan, Rod Pruitt, Mark from Australia, who uh, is associated with something called Rhyme and Reason. Sorry, Mark, I didn't get your last name. That sounds cool. David Dowler, John Gehring, John Carroll, John Wimmer, Jeff Borchert, Robert Coffin, Donnie Salvo. Eric Kim, Brian Hancock, Wilburn Wagner, Daniel Groven, that's Dan from San Ann, Sean O, Sean Orm, Orms, I think his name is Orms. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Devin Bruce, Russell Latham, Bill McGonnell, Frank Rincon, Sk- Kyle Scroggins, Sean Pryor, and the rest, um, let's see, those, those people right there either uh, purchased books or donated, or did both. And um, then also, uh, I've, I've already read some of the Legion of Dudes names, but again, as a whole, the Legion of Dudes donated a nice chunk. Um, Johnny M., Ken Morgan, Adam Umack, Jim Dietz, Adam Reed, Russell Latham, Dan Ashland. Thank you, Legion of Dudes, for that. Uh, grand total of all donations and book purchases came up to one thousand two hundred seventy-two dollars. <laughs> wow! Oh my god! That's awesome! Oh my gosh! Now that that is that does not count anything that I already put towards the trip. I, you know, I got an airfare. Wow. I got a, the airfare was paid for. I had to put a deposit down. Um, so the fourteen hundred dollars that I needed to raise that I talked about was the balance of the trip. And um, but with with y'all's help, and I'm just. I'm just very thankful, and I'm really beyond words. Twelve hundred dollars, twelve hundred seventy-two dollars. All you guys 
you know, chipped in. Um, and then the balance will be made up. We've had some uh, some uh, donations from family. They wanted to help um, because of all this and then donations from family. There will be uh, plenty of cake spending money for yeah. Ashley in New York. And, you know, everything's paid for. So um, I can't thank you enough. I know Ashley's very... Very, very thankful. Brad, should we give everyone a, a round of applause? I think we should put our mics down and applaud these wonderful people. Let's give them a hand. All right, we'll just yeah. do that real quick. Okay. <laughs> Are you clapping, Ashley? <laughs> yeah, I get you? on the phone. There's some there more. Okay. <laughs> um, what do you want to say, Ashley? I, I just, I don't know what to say. I'm so grateful that people actually care enough to do this because I don't know I'm just I'm like I'm literally speechless I don't know how much just I don't know what to say I don't know how to thank people for the incredible just random acts of kindness I don't I don't know how to thank people besides that's that's you. what several of these were were mm-hmm. uh, I've got an no idea hang on I'm 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 embarrassed and ashamed that I didn't say June Bob Kim June donated <laughs> June. those four pieces of art Oh. Um, which, by the way, you can still put bids on those four pieces of art. Okay. June said, up until the moment she leaves, yeah. those are available for bid. Mm-hmm. I've got one bid on four pieces of art. Oh, wow. Only one bid. I'm a little okay. shocked. We're, uh, I'll put them on bad the... Bad question. Where can I find on this the four, On the, on the um, thread. There's okay. A, I'll bump the thread. Nice. Um, and actually, I know, I know you got to go real quick, but... Uh, June Bob, thank you for that. Also, he's making those available for bid, and whatever money comes off of that, he said to add it to to your cool. spending money in New York. So, um, awesome! Thank you, everybody. And uh, Ashley, I'll I'll let you say what you got to say, and then and then I'll let you go. I know you're busy. Yeah, I just I'm so humbled that people, like I said, they care enough just to to help a dinky little fifteen year old get to New York. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's awesome. Hey, it's and I have so much more faith in the comic book community now. <laughs> <laughs> than before what? <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, it is pretty amazing that, uh, you know, the, these, the people in this community, uh, they, I obviously uh, do care, you know. And, and I received several compliments about you, you know, and some of the people would send me things they'd say, you know, it sounds like she's, she's got a good head on her shoulders. Um, you know, I'm very impressed that she beat you know three grown men in in a Star uh, Star Wars <laughs> trivia game. Um, That's on my Facebook. That's I know on my about Facebook. that. Conveniently. So anyway, Ashley, I love you, and I was glad to help, and I'm very glad and a little bit um, uh, teary eyed about everything that that the listeners were were able to help. Definitely. Yeah. So hey, Ashley. Yeah. Don't get arrested up there, okay? <laughs> I won't. That's a good way to start paying everybody's uh, goodwill back. <laughs> and Ashley, okay. or should I say, don't get arrested this time? <laughs> and, uh, what? No, no. Ignore <laughs> what Bill just said, Frank. And, uh, and Ashley, Ashley, have a very good time. You, yeah, you've earned it. So, and Ashley, I will provide you with a list of email addresses so you can uh, thank these people personally. Okay. Okay. All right. Twelve hundred seventy-two dollars. It's amazing. Thank you, wow. guys. Bye, Ashley. I love you. You're a good kid, Ashley. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Pretty amazing. $1,272. Freaking amazing. Yeah. I just knew that I might make 300 bucks, you know, selling some books. Okay. 300 bucks. I was was ready for for 300 bucks, (laughs) you know? Had a nice selection of hardcovers and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And then, not, not a. A couple of days after the, you know, my announcement or whatever on the thing, yeah. somebody, boom, sends me a $100 donation just like that. Jeez. Just boom. And, I w- I w- again, I want to thank the Legion of Dudes. Some of you guys either donated or purchased books separately from the group donation that you made. By the way, the group donation, uh, Legion of Dudes, is largely uh, – in part of, by uh, Jim Dietz because he okay. did a geek brunch thing at his. Oh uh, yeah, uh, they at gave the me Gypsy Cafe, yeah, right? They gave me two hundred and twenty dollars, <laughs> and that Man. was like I said after they bought books and, and donated, and 
I knew I liked those guys. Yeah, they're good people. Never, right. uh, never underestimate just the kindness of of people. I know we can get mm-hmm. jaded uh, about a lot of things, but I think when when you have a good cause and you yeah. have a good a good uh, a good kid like like Ash, you know, people will respond. Yeah, even even the Yankees like Johnny M. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley's funny. She's like. Daddy, I want to carry a Spider-Man bag backpack, you know, uh-huh. at school. But it seems like everybody already has one. But they're just <laughs> doing it because it's hip and cool. They're not doing it because they like it. And That's I'm amazing. Like, I know. I, I I thought she was going to finish that sentence by saying, but I don't want to be the only one walking through school feeling like a geek. No. Rather, it's uh, it's everybody else's heart. She's basically <laughs> saying one. that there's they're just a bunch of posers. You know, and Good she point. wants to. She wants to, to be able to. Exp- I bought her a, a, a Wonder Woman T-shirt, and she's like, "Oh, I can't wait to wear this to school." You know, <laughs> she she honestly, and I cornered her once. I said, "Listen, do you just say you like Star Wars and comic books and Batman movies and all that just because I do?" And she looks at me like, "No, I like them because oh, I like them." Good. You may have raised me on them. You ruined me, Father. <laughs> but she goes, believe me, there's several things you like that I don't care for. I was like, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Huh? Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I, yeah. when, when she was talking about the Spider-Man backpack, yeah. you know how, how, like, this may have total limited appeal, but Marvel should make, like, pink Spider-Man backpacks or pink, a well, pink Spider-Man. You mean like the, uh, the, the pink uh, Romo jersey? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, Harley has a pink Supergirl shirt. Yeah, they should totally make that. They, I'm surprised they don't. I think that's yeah. clever. Surprised they don't. And I, I should also point out that um, Sean Pryor was able to donate a hundred dollars. Um, Sean o. because of his Sean, Sean, o. Sean. Sean Pryor because of his uh, PKD Media nice. month long sales blitz. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that very much. Very much. Uh. Dan from San Ann bought some books, and then a few weeks later, he goes, hey, can I just send you some more money for Ashley's trip? <laughs> I mean, you know, I could go on and on about all these people on this list. And the books that Frank bought, the Star Wars trades. No, he rented yeah. He b- paid full price for them. Well, you know, yeah. full Brad sale price. He gave them back, said resell them. I did. Wow. So I sold those for, like, cover price is what I sold those <laughs> for. Nice. <laughs> I just I, can't. I feel like a chump because I bought a couple of them. I said, "Dude, I'm keeping these." <laughs> nah, dude, you spent you I'm spent a nice chunk suckers. of change for somebody who didn't have a job, who doesn't have a job. Good you, point. You probably spent a little too much. I don't know. Don't tell my wife. No, I'm not. Mm. Oh, pro- thanks for the stew, by the probably, way. Oh yeah, that oh. was good, wasn't it? Hey, professor, can you come here? I think she's rel- Oh no, there she's gonna have to hurdle. Uh, Thank you for the stew. You're welcome. No. It was very good. It was delicious. She, uh, Thank what? you for breaking bread and bringing the baguette or the, the French bread. Yes. Thank you for the cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no problem. You know, we'll usually have pizza when we're over here, and I think Bill and Sash were tired of pizza, so. No. No, that stew was actually, it was It was very good. And, uh, homemade, I had seconds. I, I had seconds, and the cornbread was good, and Sage was giving me cornbread. Yeah. And I was acting like I was going to take a bite of his stew. And he's like, okay, have some. <laughs> so, wow. So thank you again for your hospitality. Thank you very much. If, if one of us wins the lottery, we're going to build a studio out in your backyard. I like that idea. <laughs> so there you go. Actually, I have different plans for the money if I win. So oh, okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You said what I you'd do stick is around, I, though. Huh? You said you'd stick around. I'd stick around for a bit. but then. What uh, I want to do is I want to take this entire house and raise it up a, a story. And then we can uh, put the ground floor can be the studio. And no. then we can build a, a kick-butt balcony all the way around the build? house. That would be so awesome. Secret man. lair. Yeah. We build an underground lair. Ooh, we I can know, I know. in a lair. Yes. Batman. That's not bad. <laughs> um, just one more thing, and then I'll, then I'll let this lay. But thank you again for this $1,272. I'm just shocked. Um, and by me pointing out the fact that, oh, somebody gave twice or somebody gave me $100. There was a guy who donated $100. I'm not going to say his name. He knows who he is, and he knows I'm very thankful. Um, in addition, you know, to something else that he did. Um, hmm. But the point is, you know, there were, there were a couple of guys that spent $9. You know, they bought a yeah. trade. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just as big 
a deal yeah. as somebody giving me 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Just the fact that you would do that for me and my daughter, whom you've never met. So I'm, I'm very thankful. I'm just, I was totaling all this up. And I, as the, the time went along, I thought, well, I might reach, I might actually even reach $800. I can't believe this. Well, $1,272. It's amazing. Wow. Her, her trip's paid for. Um, she's got, you know, spending money and, uh, and family participated, you know. So I, I don't know what else to say other than thank you. It's a it's win. Awesome. And um, I hope uh, the weather's nice. Well, it doesn't matter if it's nice because she's got she's got enough money to have a good time. So it's you know. true. She'll just go buy herself an Armani or something while she's <laughs> up there. Maybe she'll just go buy herself a polar bear to cuddle with. That's what I'd awesome. do. I'd buy a small collection of wolverines to cuddle with. <laughs> just fits in my personality type. Most people don't know that. Well, how about we close it out, guys? Let's do it. Right. Already? Yeah, already. I'm winded. Thank you for listening and to a half hour waste. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a half hour wasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast. You can handle this close, Thursday. Frank, or you want yes. me to take no, it? I got it. I, I can take every, it if you no, want. I got it. Every okay. Thursday on this same feed, visit our website, halfhourwasted.com, to check out our blogs, forum, photos, and more. Send your questions or comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com, mm-hmm. or, leave your vo- or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. You can also drop us an individual email at Brad, Frank, or Bill at halfhourwasted.com. Visit our sponsor, dcbservice.com. And remember, until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Man, I had a great weekend in fantasy football. Hi, Brad. Okay. <laughs> and... And you're listening to, and thank you for listening to Half Hour Wasted. Is my mic back up? This is Beckett. I like you. Bad robot.